Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Nick Martin. Uh, And Nick, we will start, as always, with an underdog. And I'm going with the biggest dog, as of right now, on the big board. The Buffalo Sabres are plus 245 in Boston, hosting the Bruins, who've won eight in a row. The Bruins are coming back from a road trip, a uh, perfect road trip, obviously, out west. This is a tough spot, and it's just like you. this is a great sell-high spot, I think, at a huge number. On the Bruins, the Sabres just lost to the Blue Jackets in regulation. That really dents their playoff hopes when you look ahead at the rest of their schedule, so they're going to need to find ways to win. They'll be without Rasmus Dahlin. They'll be without Alex Tuck. That's not good, but the Bruins just have not been playing all that well despite getting the wins. So the the Sabres team, I said it on our last episode when I was talking about how I like the Blue Jackets as a price against the Sabres. They can score with anybody, the Sabres can, but they can also give up goals with anybody. Uh, so I'm hoping that we see the former and not the latter here at plus, plus 245. Yeah, I, I like it. I can't believe that Boston won that game. You'd think that they probably want to follow up with a better performance despite winning because of how bad that got. Um, and another note, maybe they go to uh, Swayman here. I would be thinking, let's try and manage Allmark's minutes. And obviously he just put in some work versus Calgary. So I think that's reasonable. And for my underdog, I'm not going to go with a side, but I for once think I should have a longer number than you. And if it's not, I, I wouldn't play this play. So we're being a little presumptive here. But I like Denis Gurionov of the Montreal Canadiens now to score a goal. He's got a lot of uh, goal scoring upside. And I think it showed versus San Jose despite not scoring. He had some good rushes. He had a good one-timer off the side of the net that we've seen him finish. If he's going to set up there on the power play, that's going to be really dangerous. Um, Hopefully this should remain north of plus 400. It was plus 550 for yesterday's game and he didn't score. So I'm hoping odds makers won't. Uh, be entirely onto this because it was pretty clear that he was maybe one of the most dangerous players on the ice. He had 0.8 expected goals. He had eight shot attempts, six on net. 
He looked really good alongside Nick Suzuki. So a matchup with Los Angeles isn't the dream because LA is so good defensively and they're going to get tough matchups all, matchups all night, the Montreal won. But with that said, I'll take the risk. They still have middling goaltending in LA. So the chances of goal production are very reasonable. So I think getting a really long number on Gurianov here is excellent. And we've seen, like I would have been very wrong because I never would have thought his career went this badly in Dallas because he has a really good skill shot or skill set. Like his one-timer is excellent. He can skate. I don't know how things got as bad as they did. And I think a fresh start, like he's a player that I'd be pumped to have right now if I was Montreal because you don't know what you're going to get out of him in a high upside kind of way. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like that. Um, we've been seeing a lot of these narrative-based kind of, uh, you know, anytime goal scores like the one you mentioned uh, at the NCU the other day coming through, Patrick Kane from the week before. Um, it stuff does matter because it comes down to, you know, opportunity and getting shots on goal. So this is uh, looks like another one that will fit that bill. All right, let's look at this slate. It's a good one. Ten games and only one of them features two teams that aren't fighting for something. Um, that is the Blues and Sharks later on on Thursday night for March 2nd. We'll start with a big one between the Penguins plus 145 in Tampa against the Lightning minus 170, the over under six and a half. Tampa's struggling a little bit. Uh, this is one of those wobbles. They do it all the time. Pittsburgh starting to trend up in the right direction again with a couple wins, including Tuesday night uh, comeback in the third period against the Predators. These two teams just met last weekend. The Bolts lost 7-3. So it's like a little bit of a you know, comeback spot. I would say it's a lean towards Pittsburgh or nothing, just with the way Tampa's trending and the number, but probably be passing here. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I think this is kind of the epitome of what we said about the Panthers-Tampa game, where it's like, it just feels like hard to to take a side. Like Tampa's been showing some real defensive flaws, which scares me off them enough. But with that said, like, do we want to count on them kind of staying true to that trend or maybe turning it around and playing a better defensive contest? We have we know they're better than they've been playing recently. Um, but it's also a question, how good are they going to be right now? So, yeah, it just doesn't look like one right now that I want to get involved with. And especially with the Bolts as a fairly large favorite. Uh, the Seattle Kraken and Detroit Red Wings, this one's a pick in uh, Detroit. The over-under, six and a half. Detroit just got snuffed by the Ottawa Senators on back-to-back nights in Ottawa. Allowed Ottawa put themselves back in the playoff mix while really denting Detroit's playoff hopes uh, as their schedule gets tougher from that point on as well. Seattle is, uh, this will be the front end of a back-to-back for them. It's just, you know, with the goaltending that Seattle throws out there every night, barring a trade between now and 7 p.m. Eastern time or whenever this one's kicking off, uh, it's not one I really want to think about. Uh, and I'll just be rooting for the Kraken to beat the Wings uh, to help my Islanders out. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. I need the crack in myself for some futures purposes. And I like Pickham just looked bang on to me here. I didn't really glance yeah. at the number twice. It just seemed seemed sharp. So I didn't really have any thoughts there. The Dallas Stars and Chicago Blackhawks will meet again on Thursday. Dallas is minus 245 in Chicago. The Hawks plus 205, the over under six, the first game for Chicago in Chicago since the Patrick Kane trade was official. Um, they've obviously been playing out without him for a bit here. Uh, this was one that is a little complicated because I think you can see this: the Blackhawks holding a lot of guys out uh, the night before the deadline. They still have some few a few players like Domi and Athanasiu who uh, they'll they'll look to trade and maybe some even depth players. Um, so this number might get even bigger on Dallas. I'm going to be passing 
Yeah, I'm going to pass as well. I think I'm not touching the Hawks because even even the guys who just went out make them a lot worse. And that showed versus Arizona, I thought. So I don't want to touch really either of these teams right now. So yeah, I think it's a good spot to pass. The Leafs and Flames are a pick em in Calgary to over under six and a half. Toronto, second night of a back-to-back for this one. I think it's Calgary. <laughs> Let me say that again because <laughs> without laughing because it's hard not to, but I think it's Calgary or nothing. Like they, they just keep doing the same thing over and over again and they keep sucking me in. And then I said, oh man, we had the conversation about a betting blacklist at Calgary. We were like, we got to put them on, but they're getting the Leafs uh, after a game in Edmonton. They've been playing so well, five and five, tilting the ice in the right direction. And the goaltending matchup shouldn't be terrible. Yes, so. I agree on everything you just said. And like at some point it's going to get better. I thought the Boston game was really interesting because they had some really good chances coming through the box. They had some really good looks. They had breakaways with their best players, that sort of thing. Like I thought it was more than just the Flames shot quality being overrated in that game. That was the largest shot differential Boston's had in their entire history. And I know Calgary was catching them in a good spot, but it's like that I thought was clearly just bad luck and every little thing. Like I think even the whole narrative of the game swings, if Kadri's overtime shot off the knob goes in if it's an inch over which should and then we're probably talking about them not choking them finding a way i actually thought that they even played better in three on three than usual until the full-on breakdown so it feels like they're still knocking on the door i don't i don't know i might end up betting it we'll see or maybe i could see the flames in the over being interesting too because i think in this in this spot obviously toronto is quite good defensively but gonna have backup in and uh you know, the Calgary's been putting it, and we saw they showed to Boston it's not a fun matchup on a back to back spot when they're going to put pressure all over the ice like that. So I agree. I think it's flames or nothing, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Toronto just score like four power play goals on five shots and just, you know, find a way or something. But yeah, <sighs> it's tough. I, and I, I know some of this is just comes down to the fact that Calgary was pretty trendy Stanley Cup bet, but the fact that they're still hanging out at like 25 to one despite being six five or six points adrift of a playoff spot uh one tells you how much money did come in on calgary before the season that they are in a bigger number and uh two it's a statement to the the ceiling of this team and three uh how wide open the west is but yeah it'd be fun if they were to adjust it to like 40 to one right probably make a case but the problem is now when you have to factor in that there's like only a whatever 60% chance that they get in the postseason at this point, maybe arguably less than that, depending on where you're at on thinking of some of the teams that might that they'd have to surpass. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think that that kind of makes the case that there's not much of a, not much value there. No, not at all. It would have to get to like double the, the price, which uh, it won't. Hockey season is heating up. So get in on the action with the King of Sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. 
All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. The Minnesota Wild, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Wild minus 165 in Vancouver, plus 140, the over-under six. You uh, were once quoted as someone saying that you've never gotten a Rick Tockett coach Canucks game right uh, but but you got you got something here I think it's a decent spot to bet the Canucks especially if you could get confirmation I don't know if they'll want to do it yet but maybe Marc-Andre Fleury game and I think the wild have quietly become I was so pumped on betting a tie in the end with them and you actually kind of pushed the idea to me versus your Islanders, Islanders. they kind of remind me of the Islanders west a little bit right now getting this this goaltending from gustafson not to diss your guys but their offense just looks so stale and they're just kind of trying to hang around and i think it could be a spot where the the amount of guys moving the needle offensively for vancouver is you know it's greater demco looked respectable versus dallas i thought in that win so for me it's it's kind of vancouver nothing i think vancouver's pretty playable here especially if you can get the numbers there's plus 140s today if you can get that with confirmation that flurries in net i think that's a pretty good play yeah i'll be on the canucks too i think it comes it also just comes down to the way minnesota's trying to play right now it's just the margins for error is so thin and when you switch out gustafson who has been awesome for flurry just those margins get obliterated uh so yeah canucks uh for me real quick blues plus 100 against the sharks minus 120 at home uh, over under is six and a half. No, I'm just going to stay away from this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think there's a lot here. I thought it was interesting. Zetterlin and Janssen had pretty good games last night for the Sharks. The return for Meyer that was a little disappointing. I think if you're a DFS guy, they maybe have some merit here playing the Blues. And I think potentially you could consider some of their props or single game parlays stacking that line of some sort. I think are, are fun options. Um, but other than that, I didn't really see much on this game. All right. Uh, with that, we move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets. Thursday, March 2nd. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. You got to do it. Ottawa Senators, they're plus 150 uh, playing the Rangers in New York. The Rangers are minus 175, the over under six and a half couple different angles here one the rangers aren't getting great goaltending right now which really does change the makeup of this team right if you're not think about what they do how they play the the puck just goes back and forth and back and forth and sure they have more skill than most teams so they can bet on themselves to bury the chances that they create but if they're giving them up and they're not getting uh you know superb goaltending from 
Igor Shosturkin or Yar Halak, uh, that's a problem. Two, the Senators, not only did they just win two in a row against Detroit Monday and Tuesday and really throw some juice back into their season, they're 10-3-1 in their last 10 with a plus 20 goal differential. Sure, a lot of that comes from the two shellackings of Detroit, but it does kind of speak to a point we've been mentioning throughout the season on the Senators that they've been playing much better than their record implies. Maybe much better as a stretch, but they've been playing better than their record implies. They have more talent than their record implies. And uh, they're in this thing, man. They like they they can as a young team, uh, they just been wanting to be you know playing important games at this point in the season. And here is one. Lastly, the Rangers are getting Patrick Kane. This is his debut. I'm expecting that we'll see some casual money coming in on the Rangers, the excitement, the hype. And it's going to take some time for them to adjust to a player like that. Like this is not a plug and play thing. Like when they, when you get someone like your man, Lars Eller, you kind of know what this guy's going to do for the Colorado avalanche and have some, what some, you know, sense of, yeah, he's a, he's just like a role playing role player, hockey player. Whereas Patrick Kane outside of Panarin who hasn't played with him in years, like it's going to take some time. So, um, I think there's just a lot of market factors here that's going to inflate the Senators. And this price right now, plus 150, is is great. I would play them a little bit uh, further down than this, you know, plus 140 uh, or so. So give me Ottawa. Yeah, I, I like the merit with the Sands. I'm going to take a shot on uh, Philly tonight versus New York. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the points that you did not mention that's really relevant because he's been so good uh, is Miller is going to be suspended again for that right. or remain suspended for the game. So that uh that obviously hurts the back end a lot. He's been excellent. Lindgren I, it seems like he's probably going to play one of the game or probably play by tomorrow, but who knows. If he's out too that shakes up both their top 2D pairings that has been a massive strength. Like I actually think that's more being swept under the rug compared to their top 6. I don't think that with Kane in the mix their top 6 is better than I think there's four teams in the East that I'm not just being a hater saying have like a better top six. So it seems like the hype is going a little wild in that regard. Like, especially if you want to talk like that, that second line is going to be really, really potent offensively. And I know I made this point, but you're talking about a lot of guys who are gettable defensively. And if they're going to match up with some of these other opponents, um, I think that's potentially a concern. So yeah, it seems like one where maybe the hype is running off the rails, especially if people aren't uh, factoring in like if their whole top four is different which has like been one of their greatest strengths that's really notable so i like that and we've talked about how the sends have more upside than they've shown i think the greatest area where it was like surprising how much they struggled was scoring at five on five and we've seen them trend up a lot in that aspect which really isn't that surprising because they have more talent than they've shown all year at five on five to score so it doesn't surprise me that they're stabilizing to some extent on that and then they also have one of the league's best power play units. So, um, yeah, I like it. I think it's a decent shot on the Sens, especially if, if, like you say, it seems like the Rangers hype is running absolutely wild right now. So hopefully that price gets a little crazy. Uh, and then we'll wrap up with your best bet, which comes to us in Nashville. They're plus 140 against the Florida Panthers. The Cats are minus 165, and the over-under is 6.5. Yes. We're going to go back with it. I, was, I thought we got... Is a little lucky almost to get the regulation win for Nashville, but that's kind of like the best I see them playing right now. And I really like where Florida is at. They're looking extremely dangerous. I, I know they actually just took a tough loss in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think that's going to be 
the way this game goes on average. So I think it's a really good match uh, matchup for Florida to cause a lot of problems for Nashville's back end. Um, and I like Tyson Berry, but I think his strengths are going to be minimized on Nashville and then the loss of Ekholm starts to hurt. So I think it's a good shot and I like the Panthers to win in regulation in this spot. Wouldn't you be surprised if Barry gets scratched for this? It's for trade-related reasons. Uh, maybe they try to flip him. We'll see. Um, I'll be uh, not – I don't have a play in that game. Uh, rooting for the Preds. I will just wrap up with this real quick. Penguins versus Lightning. Senators versus Rangers. Predators versus Panthers. Kraken versus Red Wings. Sabres versus Bruins. That's five games in the Eastern Conference uh, wildcard race. There are seven teams if you want to throw the Capitals in there as well, which I think you should just by merit of the points um five nice. out of the seven teams are in action and none of them are playing each other so um you know what before we wrap two i'm gonna slide in since i've just realized that we're not gonna get people before friday oh I yeah think if guriana misses tomorrow night you play him the next night versus anaheim this has happened so many times this year jack quinn to me on sunday um where i you know a guy gets a new role a guy like and I, you know, we just, it ends up being a podcast a day late or something like that, or an article that's the game before a guy has his big breakthrough at like five to one to score a goal. So I think if Gurionov misses, I like the way they looked at even strength. I think even if they have a bit of a bad night together versus LA, he's going to stay with Suzuki. And then I think you just go right back on it the next night, play him versus the Ducks in what is the the dream matchup for everyone. I like it. I'll be back on the Blue Jackets on Friday. Uh, I think they're hosting the Kraken. Uh, so, yeah, definitely going to be on the Jackets there. Uh, yeah, and that, I mean, it's a great night of hockey Thursday. Uh, the NHL schedule finally go- gets it right. Uh, for Dick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Another episode of Line Change in the Books. We'll see you next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.